morning, good afternoon, good night. It is your boy, the Hip Hop Lobby, is coming to you live and direct from Just Politic and Studios. And today, doing a quick recap episode with my homegirl, the Elena Show, to talk about the Oscars. You know, we already did an episode about the Oscars. We made our predictions. Some of them came true, some of them didn't. But in the end, you have people like Remy Dantone, my shout out to my dog, Mahershala Ali, winning an Oscar, Viola Davis, winning an Oscar, Annalise Keating off in this bit. We had your boy Gary from Chicago. It was a lot of crazy things that happened at the Oscars, you know, even down to Moonlight's win for Best Picture and the controversy with La La Land and also the big controversy, Casey Affleck winning over Denzel Washington. Everybody saw Denzel holding back them tears, but I mean, if y'all know like I know, I didn't want Denzel to win for that role. I like, you know, more positive roles. Nominate my dog for something that, you know, will uplift the people instead of degrading the people and having him look at, you know, that garbage men or black men sideways who live in the struggle. But gotta talk about these issues, gotta talk about the Oscars, talk about the soon to be BET movie awards and hip hop awards and the rest of these shits. You know, will they be able to make up for Beyonce and Denzel not winning at the white shows? Well, we will only see. Today, the Elena Show and I talk about the Oscars and also have my homie, big homie, Feezy the Great, jumping on the second half of this conversation. So for this first segment, you will hear the Elena Show and I for the second segment. You know, I have another breakdown for you, but it'll be Feezy the Great. But this is your boy, Hip Hop Lobbyist, Just Politic and Podcast. Please stay tuned. Wanna live good, so shit, I sell dope for a four-finger ring One of them go ropes, Nana told me if I pass, I get a sheepskin go If I can move a few packs, I get the hat Now that'd be dope, tossed and turned in my sleep that night Woke up the next morning, niggas have stole my bike Different day, same shit, ain't nothing good In the hood, I run away from this bitch and never come back if I could Needed the love of the underdogs on top And I'm gonna shine, homie, until my heart stop Go ahead and read me I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me. Hate the love of the underdogs on top, and I'm gonna shine, homie, until my heart stop. Go ahead and be me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me. On the grill of my low rider, guns on both sides, right above the gold wires, I four five them. Kill a nigga on my song and really do it, that's the true meaning of a ghost rider. 10 G to take your daughter out of Air Forces. Believe you me, homie, I know all about losses. I'm from Compton, where the wrong colors be cautious. One phone call, I had your body dumped in Marcy. I stay strapped like car seats, been banging since my little nigga Rob got killed for his Barclays. That's 10 years, I told Pooh in 95, I'll kill you if you try me for my Air Max 95s. Told Banks when I met him, I'm a ride. And if I gotta die, I'd rather homicide. I ain't had 50 cent when my grandmama died. Now I'm going back to Cali with my Jacob on. See how time yeah, flies. The underdogs on top. And I'm gonna shine on me until my heart stop. Go ahead and beat me. I'm Raps MVP. And I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. Yeah, the love of the underdogs on top. And I'm gonna shine on me until my heart stop. Go ahead and beat me. I'm Raps MVP. And I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. From the beginning to the end. Losers lose, winners win, this is real, we ain't got to pretend, the cold world that we in, it's full of pressure and pain, enough of me nigga, now listen to game. Used to see 5-0, throw the crack by the bench, now I'm fucking with 5-0, it's all starting to make sense. My mom's happy, she ain't gotta pay the rent, and she got a red bow on that brand new bench. Waiting on shot money to land, sitting in the range, thinking how they spent 30 million dollars on airplanes, when his kid's starving. Pockets going and Brenda still throwing babies in the garbage. I want to know what's going on like I hear Marvin. No school books that use that wood to build coffins. Whenever I'm in the booth and I get exhausted, I think what if Marie Baker got that abortion? Yeah, I love you, my. And I'm going to shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead and beat me. 
I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me. These are the love with the underdogs on top, and I'm going to shine, homie, until my heart stop. Go ahead and Yo, so we got to do a follow-up episode to the Oscars since we talked about the Oscars and we saw what the fuck happened. Okay, real quick, the Elena show, go in. Okay, so um, the Oscars. I think the... I really enjoyed the Oscars. Um, Jimmy Kimmel wasn't horrible. There was some, you know, he... Um, some moments where I was like, oh, Jimmy, God, Jesus, can you just move on? But... Um, it was typical Jimmy um, Kimmel um, in that in that aspect, but I think the real shocker of the night was Denzel not winning. I, I I'm sorry, it was Denzel not winning. Best actor was really just just kind of shocking to me. Okay. And, and and I think it was even shocking to him because when you looked at his face, he had he seemed very much more emotional than you're used to seeing Denzel. Denzel usually is very stoic in a way um, at these award shows, and you could just kind of tell he was emotional. Like I think he thought that this was the one that he was going to get it this year, and he did not get it, and it was very surprising to me. Um, you know, there's you know a lot of people were talking about. Um, Casey Affleck and, you know, why he hasn't gotten the same scrutiny as, um, you know. um, Go ahead, say his name. I want to see if you can say his name now. Go ahead. (laughs) I want to hear this shit. I'm I'm, I'm going to stop while you're ahead. Uh, Nate Parker talking about the same sexual allegations that came against Nate Parker from college that weren't an issue before Birth of a Nation weren't aired before Casey Affleck was starred in Ocean's 11, 12, 13, other movies, and Manchester by the Sea, which he won Best Actor for at the Oscars over Denzel and Fences. And I'll give you this. And I see where you're going with the cases, right? That, that That's a big thing, but we already know why the shit wasn't brought up. Let's be real first. We, we do. And, we do. And, and, and to be honest, I didn't know about that until the day after the Oscars. I'm like, what? I didn't, I didn't never heard about this, right? And then when people ask me, like, my lady asked me, she's like, hey, you know, who is this guy? I've never seen him before. I'm like, what you mean? That's a guy from Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. He's funny. Him and his brother were the assholes in the movie. And, and they were the genius assholes the entire time. So I was quietly a fan of his from Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. Right. And if you and haven't seen it. In other stuff, too. He's been in other stuff. Right. And he's, you know. Right. But. I didn't know he was Casey Affleck. I didn't know he was Ben Affleck's little brother. Yes, I, I partially feel after thinking about it that they gave it to him because he's Ben Affleck's little brother, right? Because, I'll be honest, I saw Manchester by the Sea only because Denzel lost. I had to go see this performance. And if you haven't seen Manchester by the Sea, I'm going to give you a quick synopsis real quick, right? Um, Casey Affleck's character, I can't remember his name right now. Forgive me, right? But he was good. <laughs> he, he was decent, right? He was a hockey player to some extent. He was a popular guy in the community, right? He had a family, right? He gets a call that his brother's dying. He's, he's driving to Manchester to go see his brother. His brother dies before he gets there, right? And it's a flashback movie going back and forth to when, you know, he was on a boat with his, with his nephew and everything like that. Basically, his brother dies, right? And he has to raise Patrick, um, his brother's son, his nephew. So basically, it's a flashback movie because 
you end up seeing his family, his three daughters, and then he's with his son or his nephew. He sees with a family, he's with his nephew. And then midway through, you see it's a flashback movie. And one day after 2 a.m. in the morning, he has the fellas over. He leaves the house. He, um, the, the wife has a condition where she can't have the heat on. The girls are upstairs in the house. He goes ahead. He puts some, uh, fi a fire on. He walks to the store, right, and comes out just to keep the house warm for everybody, you know, just to be comfortable. It's, it's, it's snow. It's Boston, right? So... He ends up walking to the gas station. He passes out drunk on the side on his walk back. It was about a 20-minute walk to the gas station, 20-minute walk back to the store, uh, to the house. When he comes back, his wife's being drugged out of the house. The house is burnt down with his daughters in the house, right? Because he didn't put a cover on the furnace, basically the house burnt down with his daughters. So he, he took that emotional piece. And I guess Manchester by the Sea is his ride, his conversations with Patrick after... His daughters, after he basically lost his family, and his uh -huh. culpability with that as he grows. And, you know, thinking about it, it's, it's a powerful movie, but at the same time, it takes an in-depth perspective to get that until the end. Right. Right? And you really don't realize the flashback because you're thinking, okay, yeah, he's snow and shovel. Oh, yeah, he's with his daughters, but you don't piece it all together until later. And a part of it is, you know, I got to go back and see that to really get it again. Right. And Manchester by the Sea was decent for its portrayal. But people sitting back like, damn, Denzel was then cheated on Viola, was a garbage man, was damn near a fuck nigga for, for, for a role. And, you know, Viola Davis did win. Congratulations. Amazing actress. Amazing. Right. And, and she's for, for, this, for this one. For this one, I can see how. So this one, I can see how Denzel is hurt, how a lot of people are hurt. At the same time, Manchester by the Sea reminded me of A Beautiful Mind. Because if you really know your Oscar movies, if you watch A Beautiful Mind, Manchester by the Sea was similar in that nature. But it's one of those long, drawn-out, damn, you got to really be in-depth to get it. But I understand everybody's heartbreak about Denzel losing. Right. And shout-out to Viola, because she has become the first woman to win an Emmy, a, a Oscar, and a Tony all for acting. And I just want to make a side note to that because everybody's been like, oh, but Whoopi got an EGOT. She's actually the first. Whoopi's Emmy is in um, is in hosting. It's not for acting. And that's the difference between Whoopi and Viola. While Whoopi does have the EGOT, which is the Treasure Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, um, but her Emmy is uh, is for hosting and it's not for acting. Whereas Viola has an Emmy, an Oscar, and a Tony for acting. Uh, that's a good asterisk to put on it. I mean, Whoopi, for all intents and purposes, is amazing. I think she's funny. Uh, she's a beautiful person. And, you know, she's... <laughs> she be playing some roles, bro. Like, she gives a, a facial feature for a role you will always remember. So, you know, I, I get it. But Viola, you know, she, she gets it because Viola puts her snot into the picture. Like, Viola gives you everything. Like, Viola's snot deserves an Oscar. Because right? when you think about every, whether she's on How to Get Away with Murder, whether she's on Law and Order, whether she's on Fences, right? 
help. I did, did the snot show on the help? That the snot I, was. Okay, can I tell you, I've never actually seen the help before. Well, guess what? Your black card is on probation. No, it's not. Um, it's really for not. The next, for the next thirty days, because you need to go see the help. I, um, I've never been interested in seeing the help ever in my life. It just is what it is. Just saying. I get it, but let's let's not this Oscars um, show. All right, so. Uh, La La Land took a lot of damn Oscars, right? Uh, well, I haven't, I haven't seen it. Talk about it. So, um, La La Land was nominated for 14 Oscars, which was the most for this year. And if it had won all 14, it would have been the most rewarded movie ever. Um, it ended, ended up winning um, six out of the 14 um, Oscars that it was nominated for, which is still not a bad night, first of all. It's, it's still a pretty good night. Um... A lot of the technical awards that they were up for, they actually didn't win. They lost out to other movies, which was kind of surprising to me because I thought that it was going to win a lot of the technical awards, but it did not. Um, they did take home um, Best Actress for La La Land. Um, they did also take home Best Director, Damien Chazelle, who did um, La La Land. And that's the one where I thought... Now, let me tell you, so here's where the where I was a little off on my eyes. Oscar, Oscar predictions. I thought that possibly the way it was going to go was that um, Barry um, Jenkins would win Best Director for Moonlight and La La Land would take Best Picture. I thought that was going to be the trade-off. And it ended up being the other way around. Which is still not a bad trade-off because um, Moonlight also won um, Best Adapted Screenplay, which was a dope award for them to win as well. Um, so Moonlight didn't have a bad night. Um, La La Land didn't win as many as people suspected. They, I think a lot of people thought they were going to win, you know, probably eight or nine awards and they ended up taking home six. Hey, it's your boy, the hip hop lobby. Just want to thank you for tuning in to the Just Politics and Podcast. Just in case you didn't know, the Just Politics and Podcast is for urban millennials. We feature interviews about hip hop, politics, lifestyle, and culture hosted by your boy, the hip hop lobbyist. Political strategists, hip hop fanatics, sometimes music producers, you know, that's what they call me. But I want to let you know that Just Politics Podcast is one of the top black podcasts in 2017 for urban millennials. You can think of us as the NPR for urban millennial news. Each week we'll have exclusive interviews with prominent millennials to discuss hip hop, rap, sex, relationships, marijuana, black news, sports, and of course politics. We discuss the pressing issues in our culture and our quest to be the best black podcast on iTunes. So what I need you to do is as you're driving your car, sitting on the toilet, doing whatever the fuck you're doing, guess what? Go ahead and subscribe, review. Let me know what you think about the show. But real quick, I'm about to jump into this Oscars episode, the second half or another piece with the Elena show to talk about the Oscars. So please stay tuned. Let us know what you think about the episode and enjoy. I mean, I still haven't seen Moonlight and I haven't seen La La Land and I, I still hesitate to see Moonlight. Um, and, but I'm gonna go see it. But um, it's actually streaming. It's out streaming right now on um, I want to say uh, Amazon Video and oh, for free? No, not for free. Wait, it's on Hulu. Uh, I believe I saw that it was on Hulu. Yes. Well, if it's on Hulu, I just might watch it right after this episode. Yeah. So and then give them my review on Moonlight. But I, I'll say I'll say this. You know, I saw. I was watching the Oscars, right, and saw the end, and I'm like, you know what? It was a lot of movies up, right? Yes, they nominated. And, 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 that's correct. Right. 
Um, so Warren Beatty opened the envelope, right? Yes. And by he didn't show it for what it was, right? He opened the envelope and he did look lost. Yes. He 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 looked like he genuinely okay. knew something was wrong. Right. He's like, wait, wait. I'm gonna read exactly what I see. I'm not gonna predict anything, right? Yes. He looks and he laughs and he's like, he's looking, he's like, he's like, no, this has got to be wrong. And then he looks at the lady and she just says, I don't know what the hell you're doing. I'm just gonna look at the card and say the first thing I say. And then she's like, she says it. La La Land rushes the stage, and as you can see, at the same time, the producers are running on stage too. Like, like wait, that's the wrong card. Yes, yes, yes. Like this is the right card, and it's like no. And you know, it it it, it was dramatic because a lot of people, I think, maybe cut the TV off. Like man, fuck this shit. I think a lot of people did. Right. And then five minutes later, after CNN blasted, everybody blasted breaking news. La La Land wins. And not no. even five minutes. It was like two or three minutes into that. Yes. Yeah. Right. And right then, they they give it up to the to moonlight, and it's like it's like wait what? The only but thing like, I can, I can say that was so bad about it was that it kind of ruined Moonlight's moment, and it made the story more about La La Land than it was about Moonlight at that point, um, which I, I knew the narrative was going to be. If it hadn't gotten messed up, and that would have been Moonlight's moment, and everybody would have been talking about Moonlight, but, I mean, like, a lot of the interviews that I saw the day after the Oscars was about Moonlight's producer, I mean, not Moonlight's producer, La La Land's producer, and how gracious he was, and, you know, all this other stuff, it became the narrative was about La La Land as compared to Moonlight, and that's the only thing. I, I think it just steals from their thunder. Well, you, you know, I, I'll be real. I think Warren Beatty, by clearing it up beforehand, before it even sat for an hour. longer, yeah, I agree. I, I think I think that was like, listen, hey, let me clear this shit up now. That that's why I was fucking up. That's why when I pulled it out, it said Emma Stone. Yeah. That's why I looked at her like I wasn't playing no games. And the video proves exactly what he says is like yeah. kind of true. It's like okay, yeah. he did. He's not at fault here. Text it to him next time, right? But to to the point, it's like, bruh. Well, and and y'all fucking up with these envelopes because it happened to Steve Harvey. Right. Well, that was teleprompter. And, that was teleprompter. It's a little bit different, but yes. Well, I mean, either way, they fucked up. Whoever yeah. gave him the envelope code was the shit was wrong, right? Right. Yeah. Give give, give Trump the wrong nuclear codes. Guess what the fuck gonna happen? Right. Right. So th think about you giving them the wrong shit, and it's like people actually sitting back like, damn, okay. So now everybody's gonna be looking at the war shows. Like, All right, cool, bomb. Is Go this ahead. really the winner? Yeah. Um. Uh, well, let, let, let me wait five minutes. <laughs> right. Um, from um, I did, you know, that there has been some follow up. So what they're saying that has happened was that the there's two sets of envelopes at this award show. Um, um, and so they have them from both stages. And so the person who handed Warren Baby that stayed that envelope was apparently not paying attention to what he was supposed to be doing. He was uh allegedly from what they're saying is that he was tweeting and doing all these other things and forgot to remove the best actress envelope out of his pile and give from the best um, picture one and this is now this goes to this 
at some point now we have to get away from these envelopes. Do you get what I'm saying? Like no, you got you got to get away from hiring these damn interns. You got to hire professionals. And, right. Well, you know, this is Price Waterhouse. He works for Price Waterhouse, so you know, you assume he's a professional. Yeah, but it, it's like to the point where you got to tweet, bro. Like, bro, wait till the end. Be like one of the be right, like the event staff. Your job is super right. important. Like, it's not tweet worthy, right? At this point, I understand you're excited, but no. No, my 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 point is like, be like event staff at NFL and NBA games. Yeah. Do, do your job. Watch. Do exactly what the fuck you're supposed to do. Don't worry about the excitement till the end. And when you watch that shit, be like, damn. That's why everybody was screaming when that nigga dunked. All right, cool. All right, all right. I remember that next time. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. be there in the moment. Yeah. Right. That and and a lot of people talk about how you know being on Twitter takes you be, from being in the moment. Right. And and I can agree to that because that was the hugest fuck up ever. Like, I mean, in eighty plus years, that's probably the biggest fuck up ever on Oscar night. And so I can totally see that. Um, now, now, do you agree with people saying that that's what should have happened on election night? Like, <laughs> that that I made that made the political people be like, yeah, you know, you're you're really dumb because why didn't you go out to vote? The Oscars are so much more important than the presidency, right? Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Um, that would have been hilarious if that would have been the case. I, I would be I'd be so much happier with a person right now. But I mean, um, still overall, the Oscars are very well. Um, I I enjoyed it. Um. I think that um, I was a little surprised. I thought that um, I kind of knew Zootopia was going to win for Best Animated Movie, but I was kind of seeing if the dark horse of Moana was going um, gonna to take it, but it, it, it didn't. But, sh- um, but shout out to, in the Best Documentary category for a black person winning, um, and a black documentary about OJ, OJ Made in America. Yes, um, I didn't think Juice which, was going to win. Which won, which was, I mean, first of all, that documentary, it's the longest documentary to ever win an Oscar at nearly eight hours. Um, and it's it's a fabulous one. I've watched it twice, and I would watch it a third time, like, because it's, it's just so well done. Like, it's just so compelling. Um, so I was a very huge shout-out to... Um, to Ezra um, Edelman, and and I didn't know this about Ezra is that his mom is Marion Wright Edelman, who's an activist. She's a black woman. Um, she's actually one of um, Hillary's mentors, and um, you know, and his dad is also used to work for the Clintons um, in the Clinton White House. So, oh, wow. um, so I found out something about him even more. So that was that was amazing to learn. So, so Bill and Hillary did win on Oscar night. That's the thing. <laughs> in a way, in a way. But in you way. know, so, so, and with that too, with um, OJ Made in America winning, um, that gave ESPN its first ever Oscar. So, shout out to ESPN um, shout out, too. Shout out to Disney. Shout out to Disney winning the Oscar. That's what's and, up. Yeah, Disney, and and by way of yeah, that's by Disney too. Of, in that, I in mean, that sense, so. Um, that was very. I can't tell you one thing that I thought was a huge. I'm like, what in the hell when this award won was um, Suicide Suicide Squad winning for best makeup. I was like, over Star Trek? Are you freaking kidding me? I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. They Will Smith had to win Oscar some kind of way. You said who? 
<laughs> Will Smith had to win an Oscar some kind of way. Well, he doesn't get an Oscar for that one, so... <laughs> he was in the movie, damn it. He was in a movie that won an Oscar, a technical exactly. Oscar award, but, you know, whatever. So what? He exactly. won an Oscar. I, that, 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 that goes like a, that's like a quarter Oscar win, because he had to wear the makeup, damn it. Well, I mean, he, his character really was, like, not that heavily made up. If, you know, that, that was more of, like, the Harley Quinn oh. character and um, yeah, but the Joker they, they and all that stuff like that. You had to put foundation. Fuck you, man. <laughs> When you make you female, when you wear makeup, you don't put makeup foundation. You have to put some foundation makeup, on the so face. I don't wear makeup, so I don't know. I can't. Well, to all my ladies out here, listen, who wear makeup. If you wear foundation, I can't tell Will you. Will Smith wears foundation too. Uh, the, uh, uh, pretty much anybody so that you see. Pretty much anybody that you see on TV or a movie has some either. type of makeup on. Let's be honest, okay? Let's be, let's be real. That's just. So, so can I wear a foundation? Are you doing a TV appearance? <laughs> <laughs> I can't just wear a foundation to wear a foundation and go I mean, about my can. day being an action hero. You can if you want to. That's a, that's your prerogative. Do what you feel. That's gonna be another topic for another show. Let's get back to the office. Anyway. Um and shout out to Mahershala. Oh yeah, that's exactly where I was going. Mahershala Ali. Yeah, shout out my to man. Mahershala for taking home the um Lead, uh, um, best supporting actor in a motion picture. He was hey, very Remy well. Remy Dantone, I see you, baby. Remy Dantone, I see you. Right. Yeah. That, that's that, that's what we can achieve, baby. Oscars. Lobby yeah. is getting Oscars, baby. And he just had a baby, so double congratulations to him because he just had exactly. a baby right and before the Oscars. Calvin, Calvin Klein model too. Hey, this brother is about to be on, bro. Yeah. Exactly. He, he's about to be the new Kevin Hart. Well, okay, I don't think so, but um, I mean, I mean, not in that way that Kevin yeah, Hart is Kevin Hart. Being be in other movies is what I'm saying. Like, oh to, yeah, to, but to, I think to, to think about it, th- just be honest. This is the power of Netflix right now in the Oscars, right? Because he was in other movies, but his character developed through other Netflix roles, through his role in Luke Cage, his role in House of Cards. And then you see him in Fences and other movies, and you see him in Moonlight. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I already know the, the quality of a actor he is. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, I mean, and he, just, he didn't just pop out. up overnight. He's been around for a very long time in very minor roles here and there. But, you know, this is a cultivated career, yes. Yeah. I like, um... I've I seen an interview that he did and how he just says that, you know, he tries to make really good decisions about what roles he takes. And I think that was, you know, he's he's made a lot of good decisions. Like, he's made a lot of good decisions on the roles that he's taken. And it's, it's sh- that, that Oscar is proof of that. You know what I'm saying? That Oscar yeah. is the proof in the pudding that I have made good, good decisions. And, you know, hey, his his... I mean, once you're, they, they, they can never take it from you that you were an Oscar winner. Like, if he does nothing else for the rest of his career, he's going to still be Oscar winner Mahershala Ali. And he made history, too, being um, the first um, Muslim to ever win an Oscar. Look at that. Look at that. And, you know, also, that, that speaks to the, to the band. And excuse me for not remembering this gentleman's name, but he spoke about the award winner who refused to come to the Oscars 
because of the Muslim ban in America. Right, that guy, he's the guy who did um, the white helmets. Or, no, I'm sorry, the salesman, the salesman. Um, the salesman, that was the, um, of, um, the guy for that when he was the one who decided not to attend the Oscars. I, I, I think that was a powerful statement. And it, it really spoke to the cultural diversity of the Oscars this year, which was unlike last year. Yes, very much so. Um, but but the, I, I think at the end it's like we still see the, the, the controversial ending with Moonlight with Denzel losing to, fin- to uh, Manchester by the Sea, which I- I'm, I'm telling you, you have to be, you have to be in tune to that movie to get the point where he, Casey Affleck won. Yeah. I understand Denzel's disappointment. I got to go see Fences again, even though I just felt 15 minutes in, like, nah, this ain't me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, just like Get Out. I haven't seen Get Out yet. I'm going to go see both of those. And we're going to do an episode about it. Because guess what? I haven't seen Get Out yet, but... Bruh. It's getting so much praise, and it, and I, I'm hearing it's well deserved. I'm hearing it's very well deserved. Oh. And, and I just wanted to make a little side note too, because you were just talking about the power of Netflix. Netflix actually won its first Oscar as well um, for the White Helmets, which is a documentary. It's a short documentary um, about um, the situation in Aleppo. Listen, listen, listen. When I tell you. The world is changing. The Oscars are changing. Like Netflix is gonna have their own award show soon. I'm, I wouldn't even like, doubt that. I wouldn't even doubt I, that. I, I, I wouldn't like most streamed bootleg <laughs> two-star black movies. You know what I'm saying? It's like because it's a lot of bootleg black movies on damn Netflix, it bitch. Is. Like it's Amazon Video and, too. It's you can find a whole right. bunch of them. <laughs> And, and, and quietly it's getting to the point like bitch it's like it's too much shit to watch on Netflix I don't know what I want to watch like have you seen and not the sidebar this conversation have you seen what's the name of this movie I gotta find this shit hold on hold on hold on cause I just watched this shit the other day um and, I, and while you're trying to figure that out let me just say if you are very interested in seeing another movie that Barry Jenkins directed it is streaming right now on Netflix, it's called Medicine for Melancholy. He did it about eight years ago, so that is also streaming on Netflix right now. So just, if you want to see that movie. All right. Hold on, I got to find this. I'm, I'm going to edit this part, this section here out. Like, Netflix is changing... The game, bruh. Yeah, Netflix has won a lot of, you know, Oscars. It's, it, well, it's won an Oscar. Um, it's won several um, Golden Globes and Emmys and, you know, stuff like that. So, shout out to Netflix because it's, it's completely changed the game. They're doing even more original programming. And shout out to Netflix for basically, if you're a comedian right now and you don't have a Netflix special, you're missing out on so much money. That's just kind of like where it is right now because all the comedians are getting paid from Netflix. Like Chris Rock, Chappelle, um, Tracy Morgan, uh, you know, everybody's getting a check from Netflix if you're a comedian right now. So if you don't well, have a I, Netflix special, you, you're missing out on life. Clearly. Clearly. Anyway, uh, any other thoughts on the Oscars? Um, yes, I have to talk about this, and I'm so sad that I have to talk about this, but it was a hot damn mess, and Holly Berry looked at the fool 
at the Oscars, okay? I don't know. I know she said that she was doing her natural hair thing, but that wig that was sitting on her that head, top of her head that looked like a freaking bird's nest was a hot mess, and they had her ass sitting there on the front row, and the camera kept panning to her, and every time I was like, I wish this camera person would stop showing her because she looks a mess. And I love Holly, but girl, no. Just hell no. And shout out to Gary from Chicago who told the entire world that he didn't give a shit about none of the white actors and actresses that were sitting up there. That was the most iconic moment of the night, okay? I'm sorry. That's just where I am with that. That was iconic. <laughs> that was. Gary from Chicago stole the Oscars, like, quietly. Yes. It's like Denzel married him. Even though he lost, like Denzel gonna marry, I marry. You know, I, I, he probably gonna go to their wedding for real. And right. Anthony Anderson actually offered to do their wedding, like that. That Gary, that, they made they made the Oscars funny to some sort. Like they're not gonna do that shit again. But the Holly Berry's hair, all right. So I'm looking at it. That's a wig. I, she said it's not a wig, but it looked like a wig to me. The it, it just, I don't know. It 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 looks the best. You know what? You know what? I I'm gonna let y'all y'all picking on Holly Berry. I'm gonna let her be. You know why? Because Alicia Keys doing the same thing. Like, from a distance, she looks like Cleopatra to me. Like, I like the whole ensemble, like, skin tone and all. Y'all can say what y'all want. Holly Berry's still fine. Y'all can... I didn't say <laughs> she wasn't fine. I said her hair looked at the fool. That's the difference. Right. <laughs> it's like... Not picked out all the way. It's it's something. It ain't quite yeah, right. Yeah. It looked like she just kind of rolled over about the bed, like, yeah, let me put this dress on to go with and do my face, right? But it's Holly Berry, though, man. Like, y'all can say what y'all want. She front row at the Oscars with the... That's natural, man. Them curls is natural. That ain't no wig. That thing didn't have no movement to it, sweetheart. I'm sorry. That not, that was that was a synthetic wig that, you know, I'm sorry. No, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it with her. I mean, there, there were so many great looks. And a lot of people looked really fabulous, um, including Ruth Nega, who looked amazing, and Taraji, and um, Janelle Monet, who looked amazing, and you know, just so many people looked great. But yeah, Taraji looked amazing. She was like, I, she just went so. It was so simple but so beautiful, and I was just like, God damn, look at Taraji. You know, she just looked so. She was very beautiful on the red carpet, and yeah. um, Viola was too. I mean, yeah, I, I Viola looked, looked amazing, amazing in red. Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep looked gorgeous. As always, she never, As always. she never does a I bad red carpet. Honestly, she I love her. never does. She just never does. I love Meryl Streep, but I like I, I said, Gary from Chicago was a G. And and just a little side note about Gary from Chicago. Apparently, Gary just got out of jail. Like. A week three before. Days. Hey, that nigga just jumped three days before the Oscars, bro. Right, he got like um, I, I'm not saying I don't think it was a presidential pardon, but you know, like he had some, you know, like reversal of his sentence After 20, and everything like no, that. No, he served so, twenty years. Twenty yes, years. Exactly. Twenty years in his first week out, he walks out to see Denzel. Think about right. that. Think, think about the mindset of Gary walking into the Oscars. Like, yeah, we're gonna go see. Yeah, get y'all cameras out. Okay, we're gonna walk into the museum. First of all, hey. There were so many great things about Gary from Chicago. First of all, 
He had the purple phone case and taking the pictures. He and had, he was carrying his wife's purse. And he was carrying his girl purse. He had the basketball shorts on and the sweatshirt, which is legendary. And then when he went to go take the picture with Mahershala, he took Mahershala's Oscar and made Mahershala take the picture of him with the Oscar. Now, with the Oscar, like, iconic, hey, bro. iconic, iconic. I he, don't care. He was, like, he was like, for real, hey, bro. You gonna have that bitch forever, but let me hold that bitch, right? You know, there you go, right? <laughs> that was like, he may quietly have a documentary. They could probably do an Oscar-worthy documentary of this man's life after this. Like, somebody needs to record this from this point to the next year. And see, <laughs> that, that could be award-damn-winning, right? Exactly. Because he, he came on the scene just literally through Jimmy Kimmel being... <laughs> doing some Jimmy Kimmel ass shit. shit exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, it was so so amazing. So I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, aside from wait, the staff, Rob, it was Robin so Roberts. Oh, she it. was. Who knew? Uh, uh, hold up, excuse uh, me. Who knew that Robin Roberts was that damn thick? Oh, where you been? I apparently um, I had noticed. <laughs> where you been, Rob, Hey, Robin Roberts. Hey. She, she had that thing I was like, well, damn, hey, girl. If I, was, if I was still a cougar hunter, she would be on my list. Um, her, excuse me, say that again? If I was still a cougar hunter. Oh, okay, okay. She, she would be on my list. <laughs> Ava DuVernay, DuVernay. Ava DuVernay. Looks amazing. Looks, looks amazing. And my I, girl from, my girl, ooh, and my girl ooh. from, uh, what's, uh, Quantico. Oh, Priyanka. Priyanka Chopra. Yeah, Priyanka Chopra, yes. Deepak's daughter, yes, baby. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Um, first of all, um, shout out to the writer of um, Moonlight, Terrell, with that yeah. white suit on. Oh, he, homeboy has the white shoes, the, the white tux. He was looking very good out there. And then him and Barry did the hood Miami 305 poses with they Oscars in their hand. I said, y'all living so ghetto fabulous. I love it. I love it. I love it. And The Rock, like, The Rock had on this blue velvet jacket and was looking fine as fuck. And I was like, well, goddamn, The Rock get finer every time I see him. The Rock has had a major glow up. I just want to just tell y'all that. Like, if y'all don't know, like, The Rock has glowed up, like, a lot over the years. Man, yeah. Don't be a hater all your life. Hey, I'm not hating on The Rock, man. I smell what The Rock is cooking, nigga. <laughs> like, I, I, I've been a fan of my dog, man, for real. And, 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 from, from, a, from a walk-on football player at the U all the way through, man, man, The Rock is the man, bro. Fuck the bullshit. Yeah, and he, and then I, um, Fast and Furious 8, I believe, will be coming out in a couple of months. Like, we're just a couple months away from that happening. Man, we we can't do that, man. We can't do that, man. We we gotta we gotta let that one go, man. What you mean? They gonna let me tell you something. No, nah, man. Me, like out of out of respect for Paul Walker, man, you gotta. I can't go see no. another one, man. I can't no, go see. No, but let you me. know what? That that's that's another conversation. We talking about the Oscars. I know. But I just want to say, 
this is the thing because you know people always ask why they keep making sequels to certain movies if the movie makes a whole bunch of money guess what hollywood's going to do they're gonna make that movie fucking again because that's just how hollywood operates and if people don't understand that that's why there will be probably 35 fast and furious they will make money until they can't make money no more but so, um, so, so they're gonna make a belly three <laughs> shut up <laughs> But I just want to say, because this is one of, um, and I don't know if you've seen this one. I have not personally seen it, but out of the Harry Potter franchise, uh, Fantastic Beasts actually um, gave Harry Potter, the Harry Potter franchise, its first um, Oscar as well. All right, that ends our conversation with the Elena show talking about the Oscars. Going to have a short musical interlude. Going to pull my homeboy Feezy at a great end to continue this conversation talking about the Oscars. I shared my two cents about it, the shit so far. But again, while we're taking a short break, this is Just Politics and Podcast. Go ahead while you're driving in your car, walking your dog. Shit. Go ahead and subscribe to the Just Politics and Podcast. That's J-U-S-T-P-O-L-I-T-I-C-K-I-N. We're on Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Coming back with the homie Feezy the Great short music interlude please stay tuned please have a moment of silence that's for my niggas doing years of confinement and for my soldiers that passed over no longer living that couldn't run whenever the reaper came to get them can we please pour out some liquor symbolizing this take your time and to consider that Though our thugs ain't here, the love is here And we gon' rep till slugs kill us here This for my dogs, stuck in the struggle Trying to gain, smoking trauma, sniffing rhyme While selling cocaine, trapped in a game Not knowing how to stop and get by They live it alive, so instead they live it to die Can we please have a moment of peace? For every G that fell for us, flagging the streets, blood in the thugging, folking and loking, cripping and creeping, Latin and kinging, or just for poor righteous teach. As day comes and night falls, for the rest of our lives we'll miss y'all. And even though life must go on, we still mourn while we should I think uh, my view on the Oscars, I'm happy with the direction that it's going as far as making it more interactive and making it more user-friendly, I'm going to say, more actor-friendly, and not even from a black perspective, but just an overall perspective of having people excited to watch the Oscars because at one point, remember, the Oscars was real straight cut, real straight, clean cut. Nobody can wear anything outlandish but again that's because only certain people one were invited two were being awarded and three were actually coming to the oscars but now that you know more people are uh being invited more people are being awarded of different uh of different races and cultures i'm happy that they're now interacting the oscars the way that they are with even, you know, like I said, it started with Ellen DeGeneres. I think that's when the Oscars took the official turn, in my opinion, when Ellen DeGeneres did the selfie. Right? That was Oscars, correct? Right. Right. I believe yes. so. Yeah, when she when she did the selfie and everybody was in the selfie and they got all those um hits, 
I think that's when the Oscars started taking a turn and they took it and ran with it. Uh, one thing about Jimmy Kimmel, I don't know if anybody know, but he took a cheap shot at Steve Harvey um, at the end when they did that mix up. But Jimmy Kimmel, he's a very, very, very great talk show host. And he's a very, like he's very comedic. You know, he's very, he's very witty, but he will take some racial jabs here or there. And you got to kind of sit back and be like, what did he mean by that? Like, you're like, wait a minute. Was that a racial jab or were you, or was that a part of your joke? So, you know, he does stuff like that. But like I said, overall, Jimmy Kimmel, I, I like Jimmy Kimmel a lot. He's a pretty cool person. Uh, the only other thing I can say about the Oscars is uh, there's two other things that we could talk about. And I'm, I'm going to let you get the floor and you give me your opinion and we can pretty much branch off of that. But uh, one, I don't know if people are getting these Oscars uh and and I'm going to compare people getting Oscars to minority scholarships if that makes sense like I don't know if these Oscars are truly earned or are they giving these Oscars out just to say that hey we're going we we you know they've been complaining let me just go ahead and give them this Oscar and that Oscar to clear our name so I really don't know the focus of it not saying that I'm not happy that you know more black people and more um multicultural people are getting Oscars. I'm just saying, I just don't know the motives behind it. You, you understand what I'm saying? So that's pretty much where I'm at with it, with that. And also lastly, uh, what I'm going to bring up is obviously, uh, the mix up at the end. Uh, some people say it was an accident. Some people say it was on purpose. Some people say it was a publicity stunt. My personal opinion about what happened at the end was it happened. Uh, I'm a Dick Tracy fan, so Warren Beatty can do nothing wrong in my eyes. So I, I'm just happy. And, and I was one of the people who complained when La La Land, when they said La La Land won, because I was going to say, dang, they nominated three great black movies. And you telling me y'all going to give it to La La Land? So yeah, I was one of those pessimistic black people. So when they turned around and said that it was really going towards moonlight i was happy i was ecstatic because uh barry jenkins from you know not from the crib but barry jenkins from south florida you know 305 and i'm happy that they shouted out 305 on the oscar stage i'm pretty sure that they uh <laughs> they they definitely put their urban touch on the oscars by shouting out 305 and a lot i'm pretty sure a lot of white people were looking around like why are they saying 305 they probably didn't even realize it was miami's uh area code and on top of that uh Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth won won his award. I was happy for it. I know his real name is Mahershala Ali, but I'm going to call him Cottonmouth because I enjoyed his role in Luke Cage. That is my opinion on the Oscars. Yeah, this is the Just Politics Podcast. Hip Hop Lobby is joined by the big homie, Feezy the Great, talking about the Oscars. Hey, man, you, you really shed a lot about the entire process. I mean, I, I think a lot of people were shocked one like the Denzel situation right before the, the announcement of of the Moonlight La La Land mix up and you know quietly I still haven't seen La La Land I don't know if I will see it um for for the I, amount of awards I'm not going to see it I I feel you I mean it could be a good movie because you know it's kind of like politics you know even though we may have a personal beef like you know what damn Denzel didn't win I don't want to go see Manchester by the Sea. La La Land had some fuck up with Moonlight. I don't want to see that shit. 
And you know, that's cool and all, but they still cool. They still friends. You know what I'm saying? It's like Durant and LeBron going at it. Like, bitch, I won the championship too. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're still going to be friends even though you beat me. But it's like, I think La La Land could be a good movie. I would maybe take the four hours, if I had four hours of dead time in a day. Sorry, let me rephrase that. If I had four hours of nothing else to do with my freaking time besides look for a bootleg movie and I decided to bootleg La La Land, then if I had four hours to do that, I would do that, right? But first, I would have to find out where the hell to bootleg the movie at, if they have it available, or if the stream is good quality, because I don't like watching my bootlegs. If people can walk through them, I like HD quality. Call me spoiled, but fuck it, it is what it is. So I may not go see La La Land. Point blank period, right? I'm not going to see La La Land. <laughs> but for, for what it is, what it does right now, it, it really clarifies it to the point that this was, in some aspects, a good movie. Nominated 14 plus times. It could have been one of the best movies ever. Go down with Ben Hur and some other shit. Ben but the fuck, up at, <laughs> the fuck up at the end really threw it off because it's like, you know what? Moonlight deserved its own shining light, but at the same time, like I said on the first version of this episode, that I'm not too prone to go see, and I'm not homophobic, but I'm just being honest. I don't want to see two men kiss on the big screen, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's my personal preference. It's my freedom of speech. I'm not, I'm not opposed to the lifestyle. That's that's on you. But if it's my personal choice to see it, look, I don't like it when it comes on ABC, NBC, Fox, anywhere else. It's like that's my personal thing. But don't think it's I'm sexist because it's two men. I don't really get turned on by two women kissing either. So maybe I'm weird. It's my shit, but that's not this episode. Speak for but yourself. at the same time, I I haven't seen Moonlight, right? And I'm happy they won. I'm happy South Florida gets some recognition, especially someone coming from Liberty City. Two kids coming from Liberty City. And from what I hear from the story, you know, they were some gay drug dealers as kids. And, you know, they then came up and they made a movie out of it. So that's that's a great biopic, I guess, to some extent for what I know of the movie until I go bootlegging and see it. But I'm happy the movie won, right? Yes. I'm, I'm happy a lot of black people won. But I saw what you're saying. Like, like is it an HBCU incentive? Is it a scholarship? Because, you know, they're trying to do something. I, I don't know. But I'll tell you this about the Oscars. I think they took more flack for having no black people last year and then this year having, you know, to nominate somebody. Like, you know, some, sometimes some of these roles, it's like, yeah, you know, they deserve it. They didn't deserve it. Whatever. Right? Right. But for the, for the quality of actresses, actors that won Cottonmouth or Remy Dantone, I, I, I call him Remy Dantone. That, that's Remy Dantone to me. So I feel you. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good thing seeing him win an Oscar. Right, it's a good thing seeing Viola won an Oscar. It's, I'm, I'm, I guess, kind of happy. OJ won an Oscar too, right? So, right. even either way you you put it, it's like it was a great set of diversity, a great set of culture to this, and I think this goes further because we're just seeing how Hollywood reacts to a Trump presidency with the Oscars, right? Right. And Jimmy Kimmel was live. Um, buddy from Chicago was live. All these people were live on on the Oscars, and it was a, it was a great. I think to some aspects, it it could be a turning point for what the Oscars is in history as it approaches ninety plus years, a hundred plus years, and as America evolves and cinematography becomes you know our best way of expression over time frame. I think I think it's good. 
I think it's good. Real quick, what what do you think about um Denzel not winning? Um, Casey Affleck, in my opinion, I cannot look past Ocean's Eleven with Casey Affleck. So it's kind of hard to even consider him a real actor. I honestly think that they gave it to him. I mean, people could say what they want to say. I think they gave it to him because he's been Affleck's brother. Uh, I think that I don't think that like I saw you uh, post the other night saying I got to check this Manchester by the sea out. Uh, did you did you when you checked it out? How was I, it? I did, I did, and, and I got to tell you, Fiji, I have I didn't tell you before we recorded this episode because you know we just we just have good dialogue. Correct. I actually recorded a, a first part of this that I'm I'm gonna chop it up and put it out there, but um I did I did see Manchester by the sea right, and, and I expressed the characters in, but. To some aspect, I didn't get the movie until I really sat down and thought about it and I was describing it, right? To where he had to portray somebody who, I'm going to cut it real short this time, was, had a family, three daughters, his wife, one night, went to the store, got drunk, house burned down with his kids in it, right? Years right. later, the movie, the movie starts off with his brother dying. He misses the chances to save by his brother. And it's a flashback movie. Right. Right. But even to even to the point where it's like it's a flashback to the to the end of it. Casey Affleck has to raise his nephew. And it's kind of crazy because he lost his kids, whatever. But you see through the story how he ends up bonding with the nephew and how he ends up, you know, getting a second chance at life and having to address that fear of or, or, or that sadness or that depression in life. Because he got to the point where he literally lost his, lost his life. He was in a police station. He was walking out. And they told him, like, listen, we're not going to charge you with the death of your kids because it was an accident. You burned down the house within a minute, but you didn't do it maliciously. Like, things like this happen, right? And he felt so guilty. He literally snatched a gun up from one of the police officers out of the holster and put it to his head like he was going to kill himself. No, 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 I get it. If you haven't seen it, if you see it, like I said earlier, it's one of the movies you really have to sit down and watch and grasp. And not until a day later, you'll fully get the whole comprehension of what the movie is and then be more appreciative of it. But okay. Casey Affleck, mm-hmm. Casey Affleck, I think a part of it is because he's been like Affleck's brother. A part of it is because it was a decent role, right? Now, compared to Fences, again, I don't know. I got to see Fences again, but I didn't fuck with Denzel and Fences, so my opinion ain't changing on that shit. It's like Django. Django and Fences, two shits I really don't need to see again. I'm straight. You know Wait saying? a minute. So Django is a new cult classic. You don't like Django? Yeah, I, I don't fuck with Django because remember when they marketed, oh, this is a black love story. But like, yeah, I hear you, right? But this is like, we're talking about slavery. We're talking about shit that actually happened. And you could depict anything of black characters that you could and the Oscars and everybody else gonna must nominate slave mo- slave movies are some low income, low budget ass people looking like like they they look low quality to some extent, or not to say low quality, less than, right? They're, they're in so in a submissive role to be nominated, right? And I didn't like Django because the story was faking bullshit to me. Um, it, I guess it felt good seeing a slave rise up against folks, but that wasn't Oscar worthy to me because it was all fairy tale, like. Right. This shit, this none of this shit happened. Like n- niggas probably was killing each other to to have like that 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 fight where two niggas got to fight to the death and shit. Niggas probably was doing that, right? 
there, there probably was some slave who who ran up on some niggas and, and like Nat Turner, like just took off a whole farm and shit and killed a, a Sam Jackson slave ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? But right. for the for the fiction in it and how Quentin Tarantino butchered slavery as his first depiction of slavery, it wasn't my cup of tea. I saw it twice. Didn't doubt. I, I you know I actually th- said to myself, you know, if it's on Netflix, I may give it another chance. But this shit ain't on Netflix, so it's like, fuck it, I ain't looking. I, I don't have no need to watch Django again. Right. You call it a cult classic, I call it bullshit. So, question. You said it. something You said something along the lines of um, how uh, they kind of took the spotlight away from Moonlight. Charlemagne said the same thing, and I didn't understand that first, but then it made sense. Because that mess up alone, it it didn't allow you to absorb the triumph that you originally would have experienced if they would have said that the first time around. The first time around, it would have been honestly, to be totally honest with you, it would have been like winning the Super Bowl. And unfortunately in Atlanta, we lost it. But if we would have won the Super Bowl, it probably would have had the same exact feeling because... Even though, you know, like you said, I didn't care to watch Moonlight because when I found out what it was about, I understand, I get it. But, but I mean, my thing is this. Even though I don't, you know, I don't care for it, just like I don't care for the quad, even though one of my fraternity brothers in and, you know, some family alumni in it, I don't really care for it. I can't really get into it, but I support it. You know, like, I mean, I, I tell people to watch it, but I just it's just me. That's just not my cup of tea. Uh, it's a lot of movies that, you know, I, it's not my cup of tea. But my thing is, like I said, when movies, like, if that show were to get, you know, like, to get a, get an award or if, Jan- I'm not Django, I'm sorry, if um if Moonlight were to get, you know, would have gotten that award initially, then it, everybody would have won. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the viewpoint that I'm seeing it from. Everybody would have won. Everybody would have felt uh, oh. that that sense of not in, uh, that they would have felt that sense of uh, oh. of relief. I'm gonna say that sense of relief. Like wow, we won. We're finally here. You know, we we're happy that our regardless of the fact if. Again, if if they were giving out those uh, awards to all these African Americans and minorities, and um, it, even if they're giving them out out of pity, the fact of the matter is is that they gave them out. Hey, real quick, it's your boy Hip Hop Lobbyist. I want to thank Big Homies, Fiji the Great, and also the Elena Show for joining us to do our recap episode of the Oscars. You know, some people are still shocked about it, but we can't wait too long. We can't sit in this motherfucker too long because again, the BET Awards movie awards hip-hop awards gonna be around the corner and if they didn't recognize beyonce and denzel before you best believe they're gonna win the mother awards casey affleck will not win the bet best actor award i'm calling it now anyway again thank you for still staying tuned to the just politics podcast go ahead subscribe let me know what you think about the show leave a review of the motherfucking show but anyway it's your boy thank you for listening joining us i'm out